Yo, 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 what's up? This is, oh my god. This is episode 21 of Bottom of the Net, or episode 3 of Back of the Net. Uh, I forgot to say that last episode, actually, that we're considered Back of the Net when I watched it back. Um, and we are without Aiden today, so let me just say that he had some uh, personal things he had to take care of, which is perfectly fine. He should be back next episode. Um, we thought he was going to come in a little late, but then he ended up texting us that he won't be here today. So you will be missed, Aiden. Um, also, really we fired quick, him. <laughs> fired him. Uh, also, really quick, uh, on a more serious note, we want to say um, our condolences to the family of, uh, I believe his name is Andreas Balanta, uh, the Colombian uh, footballer. He played for a team out in Colombia, I believe it was. Uh, he's 22 years old, or was 22 years old, and he died after a training session, um, or at the or at the uh, training session. Yep. He collapsed. Um, so definitely condolences uh, to his family. Yeah, it's pretty sad. You know, 22 years old, your career is pretty much still getting started to a certain extent, and he was a U17 and U20. Uh, international for the Colombian national team so you know he uh, it's very sad to hear that anything like that happening um, but now on a brighter note group stage is done and we are going to be talking about um, we're just gonna be reviewing each group essentially and then we're gonna go through the knockout stages uh, and it's just gonna be general conversations where we're not gonna go with any strict topics this time around and if we have some extra time at the end I have some uh, transfer news already stemming from this tournament, uh, which we, me and Alm did tell you guys that that would be happening. Uh, it happens every single tournament where uh, players shine at these tournaments and get noticed from teams abroad. Uh, anyway, so we're going to move on, and we're going to start with Group A. Netherlands and Senegal going through. I feel like, you know... I feel like there's no surprises. I wanted Ecuador to go through, and I did think that they would go through, especially considering their performances. But they just couldn't edge that win or even a draw. I think a draw would have got them through against Senegal. They would have been on five. Senegal would have been on <clears throat> three. So unlucky for Ecuador, but they did great. And it also shows that Senegal can get the job done without Mane. And I think it was Alm that said this, or Aiden, I don't remember who, but like, they just have such a solid squad that, you know, even without Mane, they they got through. And they only lost the first game, they won the next two. And they're, they they show that they could create chances. And then, of course, one of the big boys that Aiden mentioned before, Koulibaly, pops up and to, to get them that 2-0 uh, cushion. And Netherlands... Even though they got the wins, we well they got two wins and a draw. I feel like they were a bit shaky during that draw with Ecuador. I feel like we still saw some of their quote unquote inexperience showing, being back at a major tournament. But congratulations to those two teams. It's not a surprise that those two teams passed by. It was always going to be a toss up between Senegal and Ecuador. Unfortunately, sorry for Qatar, lost all three. One of the <laughs> one of the worst showings in a World Cup from a host, uh, but you guys tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just mental, though, ain't it? Like, 
first first host nation to ever like lose the opening game but like first host nation to not win a match at all just yeah man um <laughs> you just can't write it you yeah. literally can't but it was um a crazy last day for a lot of these um for a lot of these groups and we're gonna see that as we continue going through these groups that final day for a lot of these really just had twists and turns even for the senegal ecuador one ecuador equalized in the 67th and three minutes later gone like <laughs> the senegal go back in the lead all ecuador needed was that draw to get through so i know there's a lot of ecuadorians near me who are pretty uh down about that but you guys should be proud because your national team put in uh, Dan, they did a good job. I have a yeah. bet with Danny. I can't say that word right now. So <laughs> they did. A um, job. no, Ecuador put in a shift, right? Um, <laughs> look, no, they actually did. They did put in a good shift. I think Ecuador just showed their inexperience. I think that's all it was. They're a very young squad, actually. Yeah. When, you, when you look at all the very, very good players, they're quite young. And I think that's all it was. It was just an experience that knocked them out of that group where Senegal was slightly the opposite. They've got some more experienced heads and sometimes you need that in order to get through. Um, part of me wants to say, like, definitely keep an eye out for Ecuador going forward because they do have uh, a decent core coming up. But they are using their star striker in Ener Valencia. He definitely, unless he <laughs> magically still gets called up at the age of 37 at the next World Cup if they do qualify, which it's not impossible. We've seen players older than that yeah, called up but they don't i don't think they have another striker that that is around his quality coming up right now so i feel like that would be a bit of a you know talking point but again within the next four years so much can change striker can come up out of nowhere get a big move within the next four years and you never know uh but yeah it was a good chance that that, that group Besides that toss-up between Senegal and Ecuador is pretty straightforward. I feel like there isn't any surprises, like I said before. Moving on to Group B, though. That is England-USA. Danny, how do you feel about USA going through? I'm really happy. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about the performances that they put in as well. Uh, all three games, it felt like they were the better team. Um, and that's not easy to do. A lot of the Iran, Wales, and England are not easy teams to go up against. The expectations were high for them, mm -hmm. and that can really ruin the team or make them perform better. So they they did well under pressure, and I know they want to they want to keep going. Next game's going to be tough against the Netherlands, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. Pulisic, scary potential injury, but it looks like he'll be fine. He'll be back, confirmed. Sergeant, uh, with an ankle injury, um, not sure how if he'll be in the team or not. Um, but the striker position is still kind of scary. Um, we're we're having to we're having solidified. we're having to rely a lot on our wide players, which is great. But um, we need. I I mean, me personally, I feel like it would be great to have. Um, a striker who we can trust and rely on. Um, and I don't think we have that right now. Sebaciu didn't get a call up. Um, that was a big surprise because he, he was, was a great yeah. for Union Berlin, 
who are I know he had some injury stuff Lester but... for a while. <laughs> right. But yeah, um main takeaways is the midfield is great. Anthony Robinson and Dest are are um surprising a lot of people. Um I think we both we all knew the potential that they had, but they're really showing it this tournament. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really happy with with their win and and um I think they've only conceded they've conceded one goal and yeah. that was a penalty. Yeah. So they have zero open open game open game goals. What do you what do you, uh, open, open play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open, open play. They've they've conceded zero open play goals. So that that's something to to be proud of. Oh, definitely, for sure. Yep. Um, I believe that match day for the most part as well was pretty straightforward when it came to those teams. Excuse me. Ah, uh, excuse me. Uh. From what I remember, I knew I know there was still a chance for Wales to go through if things really went their way, but you know, looking at their performances from the tournament overall, they showed glimpses and like little patches here and there, but overall quality of their play just wasn't really, you know, there. They really lacked. I think it's I a really restructuring know. time for them right now. Yeah, uh, a bit. I don't know. What would you say, Dom? I think it's also down to the way they play. Um, when Harry Maguire in the first half has three touches in the opposition's box, and that's exactly the same amount of Gareth Bale in throughout the entire group stage, <laughs> that says a lot. Uh, for those that don't know, Harry Maguire is a defender for England, uh, and Gareth Bale is like quite like or used to be a world class winger. Was one of them. Uh, he was actually for a short period of time the most expensive player um right. ever sold yeah um played for real madrid as well so like three touches in the opposition area throughout an entire tournament that i think that just sums it up for wales really yeah um didn't play well just yeah. didn't play well um good revenge as well for when uh they celebrated after england got knocked out i think it was in 2016 uh by iceland so uh, a little bit of revenge mm -hmm. going on there which is always quite nice um, it was a 1-0 victory for USA uh, against Iran with that Pulisic goal. Serginho Dest did look great that game. To me personally, he's someone that stood out a lot during that game. One thing um, I do want to bring up, yeah. uh, I'll, I'm, I'm just I'm bringing it up because I see a lot of people talking about it, okay. is that Shaq Moore, the right back, is getting more game time than Giovanni Reina has gotten. Um, and I, a lot of people want to see Giovanni Reina play. Um, I, I've, I haven't seen enough of him to know like what he can bring. Uh, but the way everybody's talking about him and complaining that he's not getting game time, um, it's something I just want to bring up. But also, it's tough because that midfield is great unless he plays in an attacking position. Um, I, I. I I understand why Burhalter isn't giving him game time. It's, it's kind of tough to fit him into the to that team because um, they're all performing well. And yeah, you're not going to take Tim Way out of the out of the wing. You're not going to take Bulisic, and you're not going to take those three midfielders. So the thing uh, about Reyna is he plays as more of like a cam central attacking midfield role, which right. the way that Burhalter plays, he likes to have those box to box midfielders who could put in tackles um right. Reyna and that's why aronson is coming well. on <clears throat> exactly instead you know, of aronson brings loads of energy um right. 
So it's tough. And I saw a tweet, or yeah, I think I saw a tweet from James Rodriguez, James Rodriguez. You guys know. Um, if you guys, if for you, those of you at home that don't know, he was a world class player for a bit of time. Played for Porto, got transferred to Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Had an insane World Cup for Colombia, scoring probably one of the most memorable goals in the World Cup, which was that volley for himself and off the crossbar. Um, he's come out and said actually that the cam position is a cam, is a position that with the system with the new era of the systems that are being played, which by the way, I'm assuming this is the same thing in football and basketball and almost any sport. There's always a new wave of tactics that are working best at that time. And he, James Rodriguez feels like the camp position is a position that as time has gone on recently in the recent years, is a position that doesn't really get utilized as much as it used to. So there's a so it's difficult to find a club that uses a system that uses the cam positions properly in a sense. So I don't know that, that again. That's just something that he's saying. Maybe he's just struggling to adapt as well to these new systems. Um, I truthfully don't know. Um, yeah, I don't have an opinion so, on it. So, but that's yeah. that should be why Reyna doesn't get some start time either. I, th I think the issue that you got with Giovanni Reyna is he's quite often injured, right? He's only 20. It's a massive tournament. Like, it's not necessarily the right tournament for him. Also, we're, we're seeing a, a slight change where I think previous World Cups, previous couple of World Cups, everybody was really into the 4-2-3-1. Right. Now everyone's gone back to playing the four three three again, right, and actually right. going switching up to the four four two, which we've even seen Brazil play. So right. you're seeing these older formations just coming back around. And this tends to happen. Yeah, you just keep getting these rotation of, of formations, um, and I think that's that's the downside. But he's a very dribbly boy, as I like to like to call him. Um, He's really good at keeping the ball to his feet. He's just got that... I don't know. It's either... I don't know if it's cockiness or arrogance or or what it is, but he's just not that good, if you know where I'm coming from. Like, he's a very good boy. He's very good with the ball. It's just that end product. It, I don't know if it's 100% there for, for a World Cup. I won't be surprised and if we him. potentially potentially again see him coming on in the knockout stages if USA really need a goal or some creativity in the midfield um, they've given up hope and they need some type of spark then you know yeah I I'm could saying? see like that they'll bit. bring on Aronson mm. and stuff first but I won't be surprised right. if you know later on because knockouts are knockouts now where the group right. stage to a certain extent you could play a bit more conservative because you can get results in different games that still help you go through, etc. Where at knockouts now, that's it's straight elimination. So, mm. but again, Berhalter might be thinking of the inexperience that he brings first major tournament or major the stature of World Cup, obviously. And again, he has been so injured for Dortmund within the last couple of years. Very unlucky because there, he was like the next big thing, and then he kind of fell off because his injuries just. You know, I don't want to say he's a flop at all because, like, he's only 20. He can definitely do well at all. So I'm, I don't want to say that at all. But like Om said, this might just not be the tournament for him. Maybe the mm -hmm. next World Cup. <laughs> you know, 
You know what I'm saying? Where he has four more years under his belt. If he can regain his fitness and stay fit, then he'll be fine. Um, unlucky. Just a quick one then? Yeah. What? I just want to say, yeah. uh, so Netherlands USA is is the first round of the knockouts. Tomorrow. Yes. Uh, how do you guys feel? As It can go either way. I mean, we, I, like I said, Netherlands, like, I don't know. Gepko is going to be a problem, obviously. It can go either way because I I don't know. That one I really can't predict because we saw USA can can hang with the big with the big dogs. But I don't know. It it does on paper I'm like Netherlands. It, it, it really it really depends through. what type of USA shows up. Because if you get the USA that showed up against Wales, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously first half was decent, but second half they, it was shambolic, to say the least. If you Sorry. get that USA, then you guys are getting battered. You know what I mean? But now if you get a USA that stood up against England and actually put in, uh, you know, a, a gave, gave them the decent run, then you could see a more, you know, you could see a tighter type of match. So it really depends. I do think USA are going to be up for it. I think it'll be interesting. I do still think, though, Netherlands might edge out. You know what I mean? But again, if we see a Netherlands against the one that played against Ecuador and then USA turn up, you know, it's, it really it really depends on how the two teams are because Netherlands, they've played against Senegal, Qatar, Ecuador. These are teams that, if you think about Netherlands and who they are and what they stand for, should, quote-unquote, be beating these teams. And I feel like they didn't beat them comfortably enough for my liking, besides maybe Qatar. So, um. Am I right in saying this? So Netherlands had already qualified before playing Ecuador in the final game. I believe so because of other the way other fixtures. Yeah, because they had rotation. And Memphis Depay came back from his injury, right? Yes. From his like long long time. So you saw Netherlands. Yeah, you saw Netherlands slightly rotate in that game. USA England. I don't think USA were that good. Mm-hmm. Like we all spoke about England not like playing for the draw, not looking to push. Right? right, like we didn't see England play properly yet. USA couldn't break them down. Right. I, so, I honestly, I think it's three 0 to Netherlands. Like, I think I think Netherlands will trounce USA. I, I've just got this feeling. Um, they didn't look good. Didn't look good against Wales. One 0 against Iran, who who are a very good team, but not amazing. I don't know. It's not been fantastic for them like realistically am i right in saying that wales could have gone above the usa if you wales depending on how things went they technically could have still qualified i'm pretty sure they would have had to have an amazing game against england and would have had to had one of the other results go their way from the other game but i think they were quote unquote still in it with a slight slight chance obviously no one was yeah it was just gold i think it was just gold difference weren't it that was the big thing that USA can keep the games uh, at a low scoring, like low scoring results. I like, like I said, they only conceded one gate, one goal, and that was a penalty. Which but is very what I'm scared about, what it, but yeah, but what I'm scared about is like, if I, I don't, I, I can't see them breaking through Netherlands defense with the Licht and Van Dyke, 
and and those big players yeah, like they they're that's... already they're already struggling to find that end product and then when you go up against a defense like that it's going to be tough so um if the they is... play how they usually do then then it's i i can't see usa get through they have to find that striker who can score and they couldn't find that during the group stage they couldn't find that I think we're seeing another so. case of, you know, maybe not just Gio Reyna, but like the USA. I mean, I think them getting out of the group stage should be considered an accomplishment for them this tournament. Sure. Um, and even if and they I beat think, Netherlands, they're going to go up against Argentina I mean, in the next round. given people should say, you know, USA should beat Iran, should beat Wales. But I, I say that in the because, you know, USA came into this with shaky form and... I just feel like they overall they have a young squad, and I feel like Berhalter is still finding a solid starting eleven. Even though now for this tournament we've seen a bit more consistency with the starting eleven, but just who he calls up and stuff. I think the next World Cup is going to be a big one for USA. I think. Yeah, I think it's it's only going to continue going up. Yeah, I agree. You're seeing a lot more. Um... American players now coming to to Europe, yeah. to the bigger leagues to play, and I think that's the key thing. Right. Um, Spent a lot of time on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. I'm paying yeah. attention to the thing. Yeah. So, uh, next group, which was an absolutely insane group on the final day, actually. If you guys want to just uh, yourselves bring up that day, but it was the Argentina, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia group. Mm. Um. Saudi Arabia shattering Mexican hearts. Uh, we saw, I mean, Mexico scored two. They scored at the World Cup. Good job. <laughs> but unfortunately, Oy, that free kick though, that free kick was. Disgusting. Oh, if if you guys have the slight, anyone who's watching has the slightest interest in football, go go watch it. Yeah. Absolutely, go ahead. Go watch that free kick. It was fantastic. Oh, it was yeah, beautiful. Sure. And if Messi scored that penalty and Argentina wins 3-0, I don't really know what happens because Poland and Mexico would both be on the same points with the same goal difference. Uh, it went down to yellow cards. Okay. Because so, now, right now they're not. Right now Poland has a zero goal difference. Mexico has negative one because of Saudi yes. Arabia scoring yes. the 95th or so, whatever it was. Poland tried to play ball in the first half, right? Then realized, actually, if we get any yellow cards, if we get three yellow cards, Mexico go through. Wow. Right? So Poland basically then played in a way that was like, we're not making any tackles. And that's how Argentina ended up winning the game. It wasn't Poland were necessarily, like, cut apart. It was just they didn't really try right. because they knew they would qualify, basically. Right. Right. It is a really risky style of football to play, I want to say that. Yeah. It really is, especially considering, you know, if Saudi Arabia won that game against Mexico, it doesn't really matter the yes. result of the yeah. Poland game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Through. Um, yep. Saudi Arabia, I'm sure a lot of people, that was uh, like a neutral, like... <laughs> fan favorite right there after, especially after the win against argentina i definitely wanted to see them go through because they played decent football um and mexico i believe had like one or two goals that were offside that they didn't count uh also mm. which i know yep. broke their hearts as well so i mean mexico's oh another big thing mexico's manager gone 
um, yes. after that result as well. Which I know a lot of people have been calling for that. And I know a lot of Mexicans have been calling for that. They don't really like him. His uh, squad selection, the form right before the World Cup in the CONCACAF or then the qualifiers or in the Gold Cup. I forget what it is. Or the Nations League. All of, like that. all of it all of wasn't it. great. Um, so I know yeah. that's been happening. So, you know, hopefully you guys get someone that can definitely help you guys out. Um, but congratulations definitely to Argentina and Poland. I don't see Poland going very far because they still haven't really convinced me in the group stage that much um personally uh but yeah uh, i also feel like you know i really didn't think uh, poland is, is a bit of a surprise to me because i really did think mexico or saudi arabia were gonna go through i really thought poland i believe in the first episode said we we're gonna finish bottom <laughs> so i am a because <laughs> i just thought mexico with their stat of always getting to the knockouts is like a huge thing and then the way saudi arabia was first... playing Time, I think I don't know if I, it might be their first, first time, in time. The last four or five I think right just not making yes. it to the next round yeah. like that yeah um just a really quick one we yeah. kind of uh kind of missed it sorry I've got it in front of me that's why uh England Senegal who do we think wins because uh, that's who's playing because obviously we spoke about Netherlands USA just right, very quickly right, right, England yeah. Senegal yeah, what, no, what do we think those as it goes oh. um, which is the round of 16 game guys it's a knockout oh. game yeah. Senegal Senegal you're saying Senegal over England? Senegal's okay. I. I say, it's, tough. I say it's really tough. I, you know, it's it's it is a tough one because we have a Senegal team who have a solid defense but are not afraid to go forward at all. Yeah. And then, yes. but the thing is, we've seen a pretty defensively solid England team this tournament. Like, yes. so it really uh, that's going to be a tough game. I'm not surprised if that goes to extra time. Yeah, I agree. I can, I I agree. Goes to extra time. I'm so I'm if saying Penos England will win, but if it doesn't, it's gonna. Then if I say whoever win. wins, it's a one nil. Uh, if they do, if they do win, or two I'm one. saying two one. I'm saying two one. Yeah. I'm saying two one. Whoever wins, it it will be oh, two one. Right. Okay. And you guys and yeah, for those at home, like, remember like it's we're that the, tight. Yeah, we're we're in the knockout round, so now teams have to go for it. There's no drawing. If they draw after the ninety minutes. They get extra time, so they have two 15-minute halves uh, to try and get another goal. If not, it goes to a penalty shootout. So teams kind of have to go for it. Once you see, once you hit like the 80th minute or 85th, teams sometimes might fall back a little bit because they're like, let's, yeah. go, let's go for extra time just to make sure we at least see that through. And then sometimes in extra time, you might see teams fall back a little more in the second half of extra time because they're like, screw it let's just try and get through the penalty shootout and see what happens um but yeah that'll definitely be an interesting game i'm gonna say england i am gonna say england but it's gonna be a tough game and i'm i won't be surprised if we see senegal win let me word it that way because i don't think england are for sure going through but my heart is telling me england will see them through i uh, see this might sound really weird i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit right because basically it's France versus Poland and England versus Senegal. My issue is that if Senegal play France, France win quite easily, I, I think, because of how the two teams play. Right. Where England-France, I think England actually have a chance against France. I agree. I completely agree. Right? I, Which is really weird. That, and it's just because of how the teams play. Like I'm, I really hope England get through just because I want to see England-France. Like What a quarterfinal that is. I think yeah. England's defence can... Keep up with Mbappe. 
what with Harry Maguire, the way he's playing. My boy's a legend. No, um, yes, I, I genuinely think they I feel can. like that could easily go really bad. As, <laughs> no, um, so Kyle Walker will be back. Uh, Kyle Walker, they've already prepped him for playing against Mbappe. He is quick enough to keep up with him. And let's not forget, Mbappe's good. He takes his chances, but he needs about six or seven opportunities to score. I, yes, and, yes. Right? And that's that's the thing. And against this England team, I, he's not going to get six or seven. Yes, he has the ability to take one in three or one in two chances. But so far, he's needed six or seven. So I don't know if he'll get the same amount of opportunities against England as he would against other teams. Mm. And that's why I say that England might be better against France than Senegal. I feel like Senegal will give Mbappe those opportunities. No, I completely agree. And for some reason, it seems I I just ha- I have a hunch that this tournament England are going to do decent against bigger opposition, where they're going to struggle against teams like Senegal. You saw them struggle a little yeah. bit like against USA. Yes, you know what I'm yes. saying. Yes, I agree. Um, like those mid- like again Poland those, those mid tier like, yeah. teams. I feel like they might like they yeah, struggle yeah, yeah. against the mid tier. But the high tier, I feel like they turn up a little bit. Yep. Um, so that'll definitely be an interesting one. Uh, but congratulations to Argentina and Poland from that last group getting through. Mm-hmm. I know that's a big thing. And also, speaking of Chavez, let me bring it up really quick. Um, that free kick <clears throat> I actually saw today, Bayern Leverkusen eyeing Chavez, the guy that scored that free kick. So that's a piece of news that Bayern Leverkusen, not saying that they weren't watching anyone from Mexico, but... You know, because the, these teams and Bayern Leverkusen, for you guys don't know, is a team in Germany who's pretty reputable. That's a, you know, that's definitely a World Cup scouting mission right there, personally. Um, you know who their manager is? Who? On a quick one? Xavi Alonso. Oh, Xavi Alonso, right, 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 right. Um, also, that which brought up a little bit of controversy because he's like one of the only foreign managers to be in the Bundesliga and German media really only like German managers. Right. So that's quite interesting, the the way that they got it. But yeah, sorry. Right. No, it's fine. So yeah, they um, Luis Chavez, the guy that scored that free kick, currently plays for uh, Pachuca out of Mexico. And he's being eyed uh, by Bayern Leverkusen. Mm. Whether there's going to be any, you know, movement in that, we don't really know yet. Compared to what we mentioned last episode with Johnston from Canada, that's pretty much almost confirmed that he's going to Celtic. Um, this is more of a rumor at the current moment. There hasn't been any crazy movement, but it is only Bayern Leverkusen eyeing him. And usually, when you see a player getting eyed, I feel like just by one team, it's pretty. It's a pretty reputable to a certain extent, I feel like. Whereas if you see a player getting linked to like five, six different teams, it's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. We never know. Um, but moving on to the next group, which we've spoken about one so of the, the teams a little bit. Use the restroom, so I'll be right back, guys. That's perfectly fine. Um, Big up Australia proving me the heck wrong. <laughs> France proving and Australia. Everybody wrong. Yeah. France and Australia getting through the group of France, Australia, Tunisia, and Denmark. Denmark, I mean, uh, Tunisia putting in a good chance. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Be, they they beat France. I know France paid, played like not a bit of a beat. Game, you're looking forward to most of all. <laughs> it's fine. Um, clip. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, clip that. But Tunisia, you know, they did what they needed to do that day. Unfortunate that Australia... Unfortunately, okay. that Australia um, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Let's just start this segment again. Yeah. Right. Like, let's just let's just 
Cut it. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so, basically, I had a timer, and the timer just... Ah, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. So, as I was saying, uh, France-Australia going through. First episode, we pretty much all, especially me, kind of shit on Australia. Just because they didn't... They liked the quality. The uh, Well, at the time, going based off of... Based on paper, they liked the quality. Um, but they proved a lot of people wrong. They got two wins and only one loss. They didn't get any draws. Um... And to Scotland's be honest, B team were fantastic. Scotland's what, B team, but then Scotland. Fun fact. Um, I'm holding the mic close to me so you can hear me a bit better. The fun fact: the striker for Australia plays in Japan, not the first division, the second division. <laughs> and for you to come to the World Cup and score, or even play at the World Cup, is nuts to to be playing in the second division of Japan. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> that's pretty big. But yeah, Australia they came. Uh, they beat Denmark one nil. Mm. And I think Denmark is definitely uh, a lot of people's, I guess, one of their disappointments of the tournament. Dark horses. Like, yeah, that yeah. was a, that they, was everyone's they were. dark horses. were a lot of people's dark horses. So I would definitely say that that's a bit of a disappointment, um, for this for this tournament. They just they looked bad, didn't they? They, they just, were awful. Yeah, every single terrible. game they were just awful. They were really slow, really boring. Yeah, didn't have any pace, like. This the, is Denmark not the Denmark of that we've seen. Yeah. yeah, the Denmark of previous tournaments was so much better. Yeah, this was. Um, and the core yeah. is still there, which is so weird. It's so yeah, weird but... seeing a lot of the core from those tournaments still there, and only one or two of them really getting on in age, like Ericsson and uh, some of the defenders. Um, um it, in a really weird way, this might sound really bad, but I'm wondering whether we saw Denmark do really well because of what happened with Christian Eriksen in the previous tournament. Right. Right? Um, and then that sort of galvanized the players to play above how good they are. Right. Where in this tournament, they were just really bad. Right, right, right. Couldn't believe it. Because that was our, I think that's for all of us, that was our second team to get through. That, yeah, yeah. I don't even think any of us said Tunisia either, so... Yeah. Yeah. We were all sort of like France, Denmark, uh, and that was the same for a lot of people. No, yeah, for sure. Um, so definitely, good job to Australia getting the result against Denmark. Uh, Lecky, who used to play in Europe, I don't know if he still does uh, scoring. And then they also, I'm just bringing it up here. Shout out um, Aaron Moy, who uh, used to play for Huddersfield in yes. the Premier League. He was really good. Yeah, like really good for Australia. And then they also got that 1-0 win against Tunisia, who ended up going to beat France. So, I mean, we saw a lot of, again, I know it was France's B team, but you still ex expect France's B team to beat yes. Tunisia. <laughs> so, yes. I know that Tunisia really, that it's so unlucky because they really just needed Denmark to do them a favor and Tunisia would be through. <laughs> um, yep. And it just did not work out that way. So, that, that very much sucks. And that would have been another Tunisia. Is Tunisia African? Is that considered an African yes. nation? Yes. That would have been, I think, yes. like the fourth African nation to go through to the yeah. final rounds or yep. third. Which, it would have been. You know, that's great representation. Um, we spoke about France coming up against Poland um, a bit. Uh, if we want to talk about it a little more, I do think France beat Poland. Um, Danny, just letting you know, I know you just came back. Your mic is muted, just so you know. Um I do think France beat Poland. Like I said earlier, Poland did not convince me enough during the group stage. They got through. Good job. 
um, not taking anything away from them and not taking anything away from the players that they have on that squad. But I just think France does beat Poland. Um, I don't know. How about you, Om? You think France getting through Poland? You think that's a thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way that a Poland have played has not been great. Yeah. Um, who do they even beat? Do they beat Saudi Arabia? Like... They drew, if I'm not mistaken, did they did they draw against Mexico they and beat Saudi? Argentina, drew Mexico, beat Saudi, yes. Yeah, so they only won the one game they realistically should have won. Right. Right? Um, but Poland have not looked good. I don't think Lewandowski has looked amazing. No, um, the, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think France win that quite... Quite easily. Yeah, unless we see a Lewandowski masterclass where he's on his, like, you know, like we've known Lewandowski for the last however many so years where he's just been such a clinical finisher, I see France uh, getting through. Again, it's one of those games that's not to say Poland cannot beat France. They definitely can. But the Poland Everybody's in the World Cup for a reason. Exactly. Like, but the Poland, can all the Poland way, that so. we've seen so far is not a Poland that I think can beat the France that we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, congratulations to France and Australia. Who do Australia play? Uh, Argentina. Argentina. Good yeah. luck. But I said this. I said this about the group stage, and you guys got through. So I can't. I don't. I don't even want to say that you guys cannot do it, because obviously you guys got through the group stage against Denmark. It's Argentina, though. Yeah, yeah I know this Argentina, Argentina squad has been has looked decent. Uh, That's I why I said can... even if England beat Netherlands, I mean USA beat Netherlands. They're gonna go up against Argentina. And I don't just... know if Messi if Messi gets injured though, it changes. Like I I think that the whole complexion of Argentina changes. He's I pulled him through a couple of games. Like Latoro Martinez has not looked amazing. Yeah, Angel Di Maria has been awful. Um, Alvarez. I'm trying to think of in their last game against. Poland. He looks good, but how many goals has he scored? I think only one. Like. I don't know. They, the they don't. Midfield. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He looks really good. To be fair, the Benfica guy, right? Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, he's already yeah. linked with a move away. But Benfica are saying all in Unless you pay the one hundred twenty mil in his release clause, we're not selling him. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like I don't know. Um, going back to, I just, I just don't know if Argentina without Messi are as strong as we think. Right. But it's really weird because you, I, I, I could say that about so many teams. That if right. you take out this one player, and this is, I think this is the weird thing about Senegal, right? That I was sort of saying this even without Mane, it's a very strong squad. They play together very well, right. uh, rather than a group of in like collective individuals. Right, right, right. And mm-hmm. so this is why it's so interesting. I think like that Argentina team has always been a group of individuals trying to play together. Right, right. So you take out Messi. I think that's interesting. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely will be. Um, now, moving on to the next group. Japan and Spain going through. What a group. Love Japan. Yeah, what a, what a group, though. Like, that last match day, at one point, Japan and Costa Rica were going through. Like, oh at one God. point, Germany was wish, going through. Like, that match, if you were watching that match day, that was insane. Me and Danny kept flipping between Japan and Spain and then Costa Rica and Germany because as soon as we found out Costa Rica were in the lead, we're like, bro, both Spain yeah. and Germany are out. Which, like, 
from our it's so it's cool from like a neutral perspective like seeing something like that you know what i'm saying and seeing like underdogs get through but it was also like if you take out spain and germany from this tournament the knockout rounds because the knockout rounds we talk about the group stage the knockout rounds is a whole different ball game compared to group stage mm. Let me just that was the that easiest well. group to predict that it, it the easiest group to predict before before <laughs> the game started that was the easiest group to predict i think but yeah japan finishing top which i don't think anyone predicted we thought japan would get through second um or we yep. hoped but yeah. we didn't think he would they were finishing top especially how spain started off the tournament um costa rica really did bounce back they showed they beat japan and showed a bit of quality against germany you don't just go up 2-1 against germany in the second half for no reason <laughs> So they did show some fight. Unfortunately, Germany did come back, beat them 4-2, I say, unfortunately, because of obvious reasons. Um, I'm still happy Germany's out, personally. <laughs> uh, but it would have oh, yeah. been nice to see Spain out because Spain in the knockout rounds, they're either going to be insane or they're going to be terrible. I really don't feel like there's an in-between. There's if, if you guys can show anything, right, um, there is an image from the Germany-England game back in 2010. 2012 2010 uh, 2010 right just just show that image right show the image of the japan game and it's so nice to finally be able to not get revenge but at least the german people now know how it feels yeah. um like oh it was just incredible absolutely incredible oh, yeah. i think we were all saying Oh my god, like what a goal. I can't believe they scored that and then it's like nah, it was out. Can't believe it. Like how has that been overturned? Um basically point. camera angles. Wow. Yeah. That's all I'm, that's all I want to say there is camera angles. You can take it away for the rest of it, Steve. Yeah, no, but me, me and wow. Danny were watching that game live and we literally looked at each other and we're like fuck, it's going to be called out. Like that's going to be overturned. Like, we looked at that because they only gave us that one angle at that so time. Goal line technology photo or anything yeah, that dude, we could see. So we see. only saw that after the game where they started posting stuff. And, I mean, it should be sort of common knowledge, but a ball is round and not <laughs> – it's not like a rectangle. Yeah. So we should know, like, yeah, it's not square. So we should know to look at it from an above angle to see that it was still barely – that. Do you know what, though? Totally. I, I, I kept doing this, right, where every time, even though when I looked at other people trying to prove why it's it that way... It looked a little off, right? Are no, no, no. This oh, is... No, no, no. What I was going to say is, the problem is, I think when we look at it, we always look at the bottom of the ball. Right, right. Right? So the bottom section looks out, so you don't focus on the side where you're like, oh, that could be in. It's because you, you naturally focus on... I see grass, I see green grass, and I see ball. Not, yeah, yeah. I see white line and maybe side of ball, you look at the bottom of it. So, yeah. and this was this was the thing, and as I saw, like, people making their own versions of it as to why it wasn't out, like, I then went, oh, yeah, that ball's round. Yeah. Oh, it rolls. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What's it called? And for those of you that don't know at home, the whole ball needs to be over the line. Not the bottom of where it touches the turf, the grass, whatever it, you're playing on. The whole ball. So like the circumference of the ball. So if the ball is touching the floor, 
but the side is still over the line, quote unquote. That's in. Um, which is why I'm trying to think of a way to, sh to even. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even like. Know. How do I show you guys? Because science. Like, a quarter. Let's say. I got yeah. a quarter. So, even though this might be touching. There you go. The grass, the edge of the ball was still on the line. As long yep. as it is still on the line, then it is in, no matter what. That is yeah, how that's the, how the rules work. Yeah, so I guess like from the camera angles, it sort of looked like this, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that looks behind, but then when you go sideways, you kind of go, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's touching. But if I do it this way, it looks like my finger's behind. Yeah. But yeah. it's it it's still there, right. so. Yeah, that was magical. It was nice. actually magical. I was over the moon. I've I'd never screamed for a neutral oh, team so ask, much in my life. Ask Danny. I oh. was jumping as if it was pouring yeah, so like, that much in a long time. It yeah. Was, bro, I, I I was jumping like it was Portugal, bro. I couldn't control myself or like QPR in the playoff final. Like I was going yep. nuts. What um, an upset, like. Fantastic. Ritsu, Ritsu Doan. Playing out in the Bundesliga, coming on as a second half sub and scoring again to start the comeback. He did that against Germany as well. Mm -hmm. um, um, and why are they well. not starting? Let's talk about this really quick. Why are they not starting that young Brighton man, Matoma? He comes on and looks fantastic. I don't know what your guys' take I on that is. Think it's yeah. I think it's fairly tactical. Like yep, he is a super agree. sub, mm. and he can also play a bit more defensive. So I think yeah. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, I think it's yeah. like really dangerous oh, fresh legs um, and somebody that can also track back. That's fair. That's we're, fair. I get that. we're not even seeing Minamino uh, like play, right? Um, so I, I think it is tactical. You've also got uh, my head, um, Arsenal right back. Uh, Asan, oh, uh, Tomiyasu. Yeah. Tomiyasu, that's it. You're not even seeing uh, Tomiyasu start, and that yes, that, that was because of injuries and things like that, but. Even though he's getting match fitter, I should say, because um, he's not 100% match fit, he's still not starting. And that's just right. because I think it is. It's purely tactical. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we see it, it worked twice because they beat Spain and beat Germany, mm. both of which they were 1 0 down, I believe. And then the second half, they scored the two goals. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the super subs are the ones contributing to those, yep. those goals. You so it's literally the passion. From the Japanese it looks like players. they, yeah, both wins. It looked like they won the whole the whole yeah. tournament. And, uh, <laughs> the they, way they ran onto the field. Honestly, Japan should be should be happy though. They should be because that's yeah. no, if you who did they play if after? You look, if you look at probably everyone that was betting on the World Cup, everyone that's looking at that group, even though everyone knows that Japan is a good team, making it to the knockouts, the last World Cup, etc. You just look at Spain and Germany, who are such heavyweights in the competition in general, even though they have had, you know, questionable tournaments um, previously and, and diff at different times, they're still considered heavyweights. So for Japan to go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and actually, even though they lost against Costa Rica, they beat the two teams that mattered, Spain and Germany. So that's a huge thing, you know what I mean? Uh, and we maybe will see that continue. Maybe I don't know who they're playing. See, they're playing against Croatia, which to me is like, is that really considered a heavyweight? Maybe they'll struggle. Maybe they do better against the heavyweights. I I actually think this is the perfect game for Japan. Okay. I actually think this is the more preferable game. 
Morocco are a team who play very similar to Japan, right? Right. And they've got really good quality in probably the best right back in the world in uh, Hakimi. And then they've got Ziyech, who's finally oh, back and looked yeah, amazing. amazing. Chelsea so, yeah, like, like two, two absolute quality players in that Morocco team who can unlock a defence. And I think because they've not got so they're not a team completely full of superstars they've got enough to like work around japan and the way japan would play so i think going against croatia croatia a team who like to hold the ball a little bit like spain but slower and older i think japan it will be the same right so you you might see them go one nil down in that first half second half japan will come out and play that same way again and do something very similar um but yeah no I, I think it suits Japan, and it, like I said, semi-finalists. I'm seeing it now. And um, a lot of people saying for Flick to get uh sacked. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they'll give him one more think tournament so. to see what happens. Yeah. Um, because Germany, realistically, they are going through some sort of a transitionary period. There's a lot of the older heads from older tournaments, Muller and stuff, leaving. Um, and their defense, so, I saw, I forget who it was, but someone said Germany's defense, besides Rudiger, is a Bundesliga defense. Bundesliga quality. They don't have any world beaters in that defense. Where no, it, uh, that's what I, no. I think it was a German player that said that, and I forget who it was off the top of my head. But that's not a bad thing, because if you think Sula plays for uh, Borussia Dortmund, but he was called you've, a lot like, like, uh, yeah, but I think the issue isn't that, right? You have Sane, who did not look like the same player. You had Gnabry, who wasn't the same player from the last tournament. You didn't; ha- They didn't have an out-and-out striker. Like, they relied on a 20-year-old Jamal Musiala, who is very good, but again, he's just... He's four years from being a... He's like one of these potential Ballon d'Or winners, right? right. He really is. But he's just not there yet. So you can't rely on Jamal Musiala... To help this Germany team through, and then, like they they didn't know what to do with Kimmich, and it was just so you saw it in the second half against, um, uh, who did they play? Who did they beat oh, in that group? Oh my gosh! They oh played... my god! No, Costa Rica, right? Um, so you saw it in the second half against Costa Rica, where they moved Kimmich to right back, and the worst thing is, this is what a lot of the fans and pundits in Germany were saying. Um, I was reading some German media and they were all saying that Kimmich should have played right back so you can get more quality into that midfield right right? and he didn't he played Kimmich in the midfield and they didn't have a pass that could unlock a defence he moved him to right back put on like Kai Havertz and started playing a couple of different players more in their right positions and then they just went and absolutely thrashed Costa Rica after after they took the lead Um, so it was just a little bit too little, too late, too much relying on a 20-year-old kid like yeah. Giovanni Reina, for, for example. Like, USA wouldn't rely on him. Right. I don't know why Germany would, because at the end of the day, you're the World Cup winners. Like I said, I think, Not I, too think, long ago. I think Flick is trying to find a system with this new set of German players that he's being dealt with. And some of these players, it's new and it's not... When I say new, I'm talking about like the German teams from 2010, 2012, yeah, but, 2014. But how? But this is how do they get knocked out? Like, yeah. okay, yes, I expected Japan to go through, and yes, okay, I expected Spain to go through, but 
But look at the players. Right. Like, right. they've got quality, like Schlodderbeck, right? Like, yes, he plays for Dortmund. He is outstanding as a defender, right? Sule's good. Okay, yeah, he's not world-class, but he's good. Right. Like, Kimmich, outstanding. Neuer is outstanding. Like, they've got Havertz, outstanding. So many players who are realistically, like, like... Whose price tags are probably over 50 to 60 mil. <laughs> yeah, like... So I I just don't get it. Like okay, yes, you're going through a transition, but that doesn't mean you get knocked out in the group stage. Right. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that, yeah. that that maybe oh, that's yeah. that's a rant for another day. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely be talking about some uh some of this stuff after the tournament for sure. Yeah, I think I think definitely it's a post World um, Cup talk because but, yeah. Um. Yeah. Congratulations to Japan, though. Huge achievement to get out of that group. Um. And Spain. Congratulations. I think a lot of people expected you to get out, but you did look a little shaky at times. Uh, I feel like they showed that they were a bit vulnerable on counterattacks. So we'll see how that plays against Morocco, who are a huge counterattacking team. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see how that comes out. Next group is Morocco-Croatia getting through. Big up Morocco as well. They played fantastic. They played fantastic. Um, Croatia look, didn't convince me. They did. They like Denmark. They didn't look like mm. the Croatia of past tournaments, is what I'm trying to say. They didn't convince well, me enough. They old. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want to say. That's but all, maybe yeah. that experience comes comes clutch during the knockout phases. Yes. You know what I mean. Uh, it did during the group stages. You know for I mean? sure. What do you think, Danny? I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Belgium. Roberto Martinez stepping down. Yeah, um, he's been at that. Well, well, his contract he, finished. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, his contract was he's finished been anyway. Head coach like of Belgium, though, since he was manager at Everton. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. After Everton, after Everton, it's probably yeah. been like ten, eight to ten years. Um, yeah, he's been there. So that's Thierry, a huge I think thing. I think Thierry Henry has joined him as an assistant manager three times. Wow. Yeah. Like so, so yeah. That's like huge. If I'm not mistaken, and Lukaku had a howler. That no, 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 no. I don't agree. I do yeah. not agree with this. I okay. really let don't. Me hear it. Let me hear it. He he's been injured for so long. I was gonna say yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, for sure. You you can't like, and actually, out of all of his opportunities, only one of them I would say was an absolute sitter. Right, the one where it comes to his chest, I don't expect him to control that because it was pinged. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. Like, no, like okay, yes, but the thing is, if if you look at him, like. He did some stuff really well. There was a moment where he was going to be offside from a pass and he literally grabs the defender and throws him in front, right? So he's not offside. Like, that's Lukaku. Like, I don't... He wasn't bad, and I think... But it, it wasn't his fault. Weirdly, it's Belgium as a whole's fault because you have Lukaku, who's so good, and Batashwai, who's nowhere near as good... So if they had that player who was just a little bit better, I think they would have been fine. Right. But they, they, the problem is, it wasn't like... I, I keep comparing it to, uh, to Netherlands. Netherlands had Depay, who wasn't match fit, but managed to play a game where he, he didn't really matter whether they won or lost because they were basically through. Right. Right? Belgium didn't have that, and there was so much pressure on Lukaku. Like... Yeah, uh, a Lukaku who scored eight eight goals in eleven games. Right. Trust me, he scores a hat trick in that in that match. 
But coming right. off so long injured, nah, you, he's he was never going to be the savior. Right, right. Expected goals, goals, goals from Belgium. That's a, like that, the, those Belgium has a few whole teams that I, I always expect goals from them. Um, and they um, literally had one goal, and it was against Canada, which was a one nil win for them. Bel- Belgium uh, as a whole, I do think we're a bit disappointing though. As a whole, yeah. De Bruyne did not. Where was he? You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't see the Man City De Bruyne again. I say that also knowing that it's Man City with the players that he's surrounded by. You know what I'm saying? But, no, but it's it's the quality that's there. Like this is, but this is what I mean. Where Lukaku would have done so much better right. if he had been fit. Right. Like De Bruyne starts finding those passes to him so much more often, or tries them and attempts them so much more if Lukaku's match fit. Right. right? Like because they didn't. Hazard was awful. Right. Both of the brothers. Both of them, yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, my real annoyance as a Leicester City fan is that Wout Fez didn't play. Mm. He, he right? Because he's been... over Tongan and Alderweireld, the old Like, race. and he's been outstanding for Leicester. He's actually been so good. I don't get why in that third game, you just don't go, you know what? Let's just give it a try. Right. Let's, let's just try. Right. Because... What he does really well for Leicester is very similar to Fafana, Wesley Fafana, who we sold to Chelsea yeah. for like 18 million, that he wins the ball and brings it out into the midfield and almost creates like an extra midfielder in attack so that other players can push and overload defences. Like, it would have suited Belgium so well when they needed that that to win that game. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say that Croatia got lucky and Belgium were unlucky. Uh based off of that game because uh, based off of that game because that if belgium won that game belgium is through and if, if yes we start, if we started seeing a more fit lukaku in the knockout stages they would have been a bit more dangerous than what we saw in the group stage um i just want to say though shout out to um a former leicester player Kramerich, who did not do well at leicester and he actually blames it on himself that he didn't do so well but it's really nice to see him uh doing well at croatia at the world cup at the yeah. age of 32 yeah. I believe he is. Yeah. So yeah, wild, just, just by the way. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. That's a more me and Om thing. That's kind of wild, because <laughs> we yeah. we saw him get his move to Leicester. So that's kind of weird. We're getting old. <laughs> um, what's it called? And no, then... he was twenty four when he made that move. He was already old. Oh wow, I thought he was like 22, 21. Yeah, exactly. No, he okay. was old at the time. Fair enough. Yeah, this is. <laughs> We're not getting old, but Canada, we are. Canada, good try. You, you 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 really did try. I think we're going to see a pretty decent Canada yeah. squad at the next World Cup since they automatically qualify. I think we're going to see a pretty good uh, Canada side. I'm not going to lie. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some players like uh, Hutchinson probably not going to be there. Steven Victoria is super old. But they have other defenders who are definitely going to be stepping up into those positions and um, definitely solidify those spots. Um, so Canada, even though you only got – you didn't get any points, don't be – don't – be disappointed you played very well you just couldn't get those results and i do see a bright future for that national team um yeah let's actually they just very quickly on that they've got an 18 year old 17 year old who's coming through plays in canada at the moment i cannot remember his name for the love nor money danny um uh no it's like He's got a double-barrel surname, I believe. Uh, I cannot remember his name for the love no, normally. Sure. It's like almost 11 o'clock here. It's Marshall um, Rudy. What, Danny? Is it Marshall Rudy? Marshall Rudy could be Marshall Rudy. Be- 
he's uh, basically a free agent at the end of the season anyway. Um, but it looks like he's got really good potential. He's another quite a dribbly boy. Um, so I'm excited to see um, him make a move because I think he will be really good at the next World Cup if his sort of career progression continues. Yeah. Um, but congrats to Morocco and Croatia. Morocco is definitely going to be very interesting to see in the knockout stages. I do, like we said earlier, we spoke about this a little bit um, on your camera. Just on your Oh, yep. I'll be back in just a sec. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I do think Morocco and Spain game will be an interesting game for Very sure. Very fun. Um, and then Croatia Japan. I also do think it'll be an interesting game. I don't. I can't really say who I think is going to win the Morocco Spain game. Part of me feels like Morocco might win. Um, I, I just based off of, I guess form and how they're playing and how Spain play. Like Spain don't play terribly, but I just feel like Morocco might edge them. Um. And Japan, Croatia is also going to be interesting, but let's let me just fix this. There we go. Um, moving on, Brazil, Switzerland getting through uh, in that group. I believe those were my um, predictions. Same. Brazil, mm-hmm. Switzerland, or no? I, I said Brazil, Serbia originally. Um, uh, yes, I did say. That uh, I originally. think. I think I said Brazil, Cameroon. Yeah. Um, but Brazil, Switzerland were probably the safer choices, which I think ended up, uh, you know, going through. So congratulations to them. Excuse me. Um, I'll save those knockout rounds because they go against the next group. So I'm going to speak about that group. I feel like there wasn't much to really speak about in that group. Um, as far as like last days go, I mean, I do know Switzerland lost and Serbia won. Serbia would be going through. Serbia put up a good fight. Um, Unfortunately, they just couldn't get the results to go their way. I mean, Cameroon beat Brazil. I think that's pretty interesting. That, I mean, but no, also, that is, Brazil, they did Brazil didn't have to win as well. Right? Yeah, it was too rotated for that's for why, that's why I they needed to. Really, yeah, just that's why I kind of didn't really uh, about it too much because it was a beat. Big, big shout out to my boy Abel Baker. Right, gets a yellow card, scores, takes a shirt off, and gets sent off card. because why not? <laughs> you yeah. walked out of the tournament anyway. Yeah, that win yeah. would have mattered if if Serbia found that draw against Switzerland. It would have. I believe. Cameroon yeah, would have went through. I, so I I think it was just too late. They yeah. already knew they were basically out, and I think that's that's why. Yeah. Um. And now finally, Portugal and South Korea through. Uh. Which I don't think anyone really predicted. I think Om, you might have. I don't know. Someone might have. No, I think Danny. Danny was the one that said South Korea to go through. Yeah. Um, this was a tough group. I think we really did see though, like how good each, like all four of these teams, like were. Are. Um, yeah. Or are yeah. Uh, Uruguay getting. I mean, sorry, Ghana getting revenge against Uruguay, bringing them down with them. They're like, yeah, no, you guys aren't scoring anymore. You guys are coming right with us, buddy. Yep. Um, Korea being Portugal. Uh, when I was watching, it was one nil. I had to then teach a lesson. Uh, came back, it was two one. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I definitely think Portugal did uh, Paulo Bento a favor to get the South mm. Korean <laughs> team through. Uh, not not actually, but it is cool to see another Portuguese manager get through. Um, and even though I did think Uruguay were gonna get through. My preferred team to get through with Portugal would have been South Korea. Um, In the weirdest way possible, I told Steven yesterday that if Portugal lose, 
I, uh, I want South Korea to go through. So I'm like, I'm kind of okay with Portugal losing if that meant South Korea go through, and that's exactly what happened. And, I mean, we still finished first anyways, which is great. Right. And also, Brazil losing against Cameroon means that not a single team won all three games in the group stage. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, you right. stole right. the words out of my mouth. We don't have well to done. worry about that either because we could have been one of those teams too. But now no, there's no team that did that. And we still finished first. So it's fi I'm fine with losing I... that. Because I, I know you, I know you didn't manage to watch the the full game. So as somebody who was working, didn't manage to catch any of it. Um, did Ronaldo not being in the team make a massive difference? He started. Oh, did he start? Because so I thought he was, was injured. That was the one. So he actually did end up starting. Uh, he, okay. He came oh. off with a four point nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did a messy. Oh, four point nine. But we had a super rotated team. Ricardo Horta, who came on and scored. Yeah, yeah, Ricardo yeah. Horta started. Mateus Nunez started. Uh -huh. João Mario started. Vitinha started. Antonio Silva started. Cancelo played left back, which Aiden was saying he mm -hmm. prefers to see him at left back with yeah, Diogo yeah, yeah. at right back. Which that actually worked very well today, by the way. I hope that's one of the few things that was attempted today that stays for the next game. Um, because Delot played amazing and Cancelo for some reason I feel like just consistently played been playing great for Portugal. Yeah. and Antonio Silva did play alongside Pepe. Uh, no Ruben Diaz this time around. Antonio Silva only dropped a five point nine though. I know I was advocating for him a lot, but um, you know it's his first major tournament. Let's cut him some slack. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm gonna Let's say. On the bigger stages, if he plays, yeah. But game, um, sure. Ronaldo had a couple chances that. Uh, that, that it's one of those things where we're just seeing Ronaldo not be as clinical as he used to be. And also, was there Wait. a fight in like a fight with Portugal? I wasn't watching. It was like, were they yeah. were they really fighting for that win, or was it like to feel like a friendly? You know what I mean? I'm not it, sure. Wait, uh, does because did Ronaldo seem injured? I, so I, like, I didn't watch enough. Because I was at the, work to really be. Able this to is the issue, right? Because right. Of, because he was supposed to be out of the game, and clearly he's played because he wants to score more World Cup goals. Like right, that, right, that's right. just the reason. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's only that's an interesting. He's gonna get. He's, I mean, again, it wasn't our full strength right now. Yeah, it wasn't our full strength well, team. So I'm not. Transfer news. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo might be joining a Saudi Arabian team for 173 million pounds a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is going to be weird just seeing, you know, for me personally, seeing Messi still playing at PSG at a top level and Ronaldo. Well, no, because he might be going, well, Messi might be going to Inter, uh, Inter Miami. Uh, that is also true, but PSG are also in contract talks with them. To see if they can yeah. them. I don't know what he's gonna choose. He might. I, I, I don't he'll know. Choose the MLS, but yeah, he's he's, he's always. I think he he's always said though, playing playing for in the MLS is one of his actual top goals, isn't it? Because of his family and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, from a Portuguese perspective, I actually had one of my friends talk like message me today. I'm not too concerned with this result. I know we didn't get the win. But I feel it doesn't really scare me going into the knockout stages. Not saying that I'm not scared in general for Portugal because they can be so weird. They could either play amazing or play terribly. Um, but I don't think this result um, scares me too much. 
um, and congratulations to South Korea. You saw, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of Hyungmin's son throwing his protective mask at the floor and crying uh, mm. just out of straight emotion. Um, Hwang Hee Chan. So last minute goal yeah. to decide that. That's I think it was an assist well. from Hyungmin to Hwang Hee Chan, who plays yep. out uh, at Wolves in the Premier League. Um, and it, it was a good finish. Uh, so congratulations to South Korea. It's definitely, you know, I definitely think between Ghana and Uruguay that South Korea weren't the better teams out of the, those three. But, personally, from what I saw. But, nonetheless, congratulations. It was a tough group. That was definitely the group of death. So, congrats on okay. that. Um, just, I just want to go through it very quickly because I know we have skipped some of the what our predictions are. So, just very quickly uh, running up. Uh, Netherlands, USA, Stephen? Uh I think Netherlands edge it. I think they edge it. Danny? USA! USA! I want USA uh, to go through, but I think Netherlands edge it. Yep. Argentina, Australia, what were you all saying? Argentina. By the way, mine's, mine's Netherlands, uh, as I said before. Uh, mine's Argentina as well, Danny. Yeah. Yep. I think. Um, I know we've seen Australia make some upsets, but Argentina's quality at the end of the day, even though they haven't looked amazing as a team, I still think they outclass them. Japan, uh, Croatia? Japan. Japan, Japan. I yep, really, I think Japan. I think so, man. Korea, like I said, Japan looked good enough for me, and fingers Japan, across. Croatia didn't convince me enough. But then you see moments like the Cramridge goal where they can, you know, turn. Yeah, up. they they have those moments of quality. But then I, I feel like we've seen that with Japan as well, like right. moments of quality. Right. Um. So that's a uh, that's one of my top games that I'm going to be watching. Uh, Brazil, Korea, South Korea. I think Brazil. Yeah. Unfortunately, I want South Korea, but mm, without Neymar, I don't know. Nah, just, still, just still. very quickly, we, okay, without Neymar, but you, we all know the pressures of Brazil, right? Like right. Brazil are one of the biggest footballing nations. The the pressure that that national team has is huge, right? They're ranked number. Do we one see that right now? Yeah. Do we do we maybe see that play a part in that game? I think we can, but. Unless Young Min has an absolute amazing game like he did today, mm-hmm. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Which he can, which he can. He's been at the. Playing, yeah. He's been playing at a top level for years now. He's. I actually think he's more valuable to Spurs than Kane is personally. Maybe not oh, this I year, agree. but the last couple of years. Um, I think without Son, there, there's not as much of a high goal scoring Kane. Not to take away his quality mm-hmm. at all. He would still be well, hitting. Yeah, double, we, he would still be hitting that. probably yeah, yeah. over fifteen goals a season, but without the young men, I think. Um, so South Korea could beat Brazil, but I think Brazil are gonna edge it. I'm gonna go with that. I've yeah. said from the beginning that a South American team is gonna win if it's not Portugal. So I'm gonna have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Argentina and Brazil to go through because I will also say Brazil. I think their quality is very good. Um, Going on to the right-hand side of the the draws, England-Senegal. Senegal. It's going to be a tough with, game, with, but I think England. Yeah. With, with, okay, yeah, same as me. Uh, France-Poland. This is the one that I think is guaranteed, France. like Argentina one. I think France. Mm. France. I think that all the other games that we've said so far, even the Brazil-Korea one can really go either way. Uh, but I think like Argentina should be beating Australia. I think France really should be beating Poland. I agree, unless Lewandowski can literally, like, somehow just yeah, because he's a he, 
He's had a bad tournament, but he's one of these players that can have two shots and score two goals. Exactly. So Literally. unless he shines, yeah, absolutely, uh, France go through. Um, Morocco, uh, Espanol. See, this is the Espana. one. I think Spain will win. I think Morocco is gonna give a I... freaking game. I think that's. I think out of all the games, that is the game to watch from the round of sixteen. Personally, it'll be three two to Spain. I think that will be an entertaining game. I think okay. Just because of how Spain played so far, if Spain don't score in the first half, Morocco go through. Fair, fair. I that's how I'm gonna say that one. Uh, and then Portugal, Switzerland, which yeah. I actually think is a tricky game. Portugal, Portugal. This is so hard for me because like that's Switzerland have looked much. good this tournament. Mm -hmm. They've looked. Uh, good. Did Portugal beat Switzerland? Yeah, of course, in 2016, because that's when Portugal won the Euros, so yes. Right. It's going to be João Cancelo on the left-back position. He's going to go down the wing. He's going to do a Trivella cross to Cristiano Ronaldo, and he's going to bicycle kick it inside to win 1-0 against Switzerland. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, the last time, I mean, so we played Switzerland back June 12th, 2022, so six months ago. Uh, they beat us 1-0. That, that was in the UEFA Nations League. But before that, we beat them 4-0 in the Nations League. 3-1 uh, in Nations League playoff. World Cup qualification, we beat them 2-0. But we did. We also lost to them in the World Cup qualification 2-0. Um, this is what I mean. It's quite so even. It's, yeah, no, uh, I would. And, yeah. you know. Portugal, but both teams can score. Yeah. So I, I, can't see a, I can't see a nil result. No. No, I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to be no no. I think one of the teams is going to win like 2 1, maybe 3 1. I feel like it'll be 2 1, and then they'll like kill them in like the 89th from either side. Like the 89th minute is like, boom, kill the game. Uh, I really want Portugal to go through, so I'm going to stick with Portugal. I'm going to put that positive mindset in the air. <laughs> but don't, I would I... not be surprised if Switzerland beat us. Oh. I'm going to say Portugal only because I want to see Portugal beat beat Switzerland. I want to see them then beat Spain, then play France, which is a, a repeat of the 2016 Euro final. I kind of want to see that in a World Cup stage, but I think that'll be wicked. Um, like, Argentina or Brazil in the final, and then... I can't. Argentina and Brazil are on the same yeah, side. Uh, the, on the um, same side. Argentina yeah. or Brazil oh, Argentina the final. or Brazil. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna um, face. No, uh, I'm. I'm gonna say. Uh, I actually think it'll end up being Netherlands versus Japan. I'm. I'm still. I'm sick and strong to my Japan semi finalists. So you think? I just. You think Japan gets through Brazil? In the course. Uh, yeah, I want to see how the round of sixteen goes, uh, just in case there's any injuries and things. Right. But I still feel like the way Japan play might suit them against Brazil. Yes, Brazil have got lots of flair. But Japan have just played very, very well as a team. Right. Um, we do have a bit of extra time, so I just wanted to knock some things out the way. And we can actually talk about one or two things. I'll bring it up to you guys. Um, we have about like another 10, 15. Uh, Jonathan David being linked to Man United. Uh, he's actually come out and spoken about that as well. So it must be... There's another Martial. I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's a good move either. But that is big for Canadian football to have Jonathan David being linked with a team like Man United, even though Man United aren't the Man United from before. For Canadian football, besides Alfonso Davies, that's a pretty uh, interesting move. It's... Will it happen? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. 
but it, it's not it's not a move that I like. I think it's one of those moves that just ruins another player's career. Yeah. Um, like not to United, not at this moment in time. I, I just agree. they're they're not. This uh, this is my issue. Where before, if a player was going to United, I'd be like, oh, that's a fantastic move. Like, yes, he'll develop. He'll become amazing and world class. And at the moment, it's like a player goes to United to almost die. Die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's not a. I don't know. And I I do rate Jonathan David. I think he could be very good. I just don't think for Man United. I agree though. I don't think he even fits the system that is trying to yeah. be implemented. I I'd rather see United go in for someone like um Ossimheim from uh, Napoli. Ossiman? Like yeah. yeah, I I think that would be a much better move. Right. A right. much better move. Um, um Yeah, we yeah, then have cool. yeah, we then have uh Gavardial, who will I will say for Croatia has been fantastic. Only Wanted to mention old. this Wanted to mention this absolute football manager legend. His defensive yeah. ratings are so good. <laughs> Um, I really want to see him make a big move because uh, he plays for Leipzig at the moment. Um, Linked to Chelsea. That, honestly, he, yeah, he's really good. I just don't know if he should go to Chelsea. That's another one. Chelsea are going through some weird <laughs> period right now. If this was Chelsea yeah. like two years ago, I would say decent move. Because, uh, um, you know, Chelsea go through like, they're like a roller coaster. It's, it's like, yeah, it's not that. And I, I think, think they're with... down here right now. That might cause Gavardio like... Yeah, I don't think it's that though. I think because he's really good. He's a left footed centre back, which so many teams rare. really want and need. Yeah. Right? It's really rare, especially to have someone so technically proficient on the ball. Um, someone who can actually bring the ball out of defence. But I think the issue that you have at Chelsea, even if they're playing like three back, you've got uh, Fafana, you've got Thiago Silva, and you've got uh, Koulibaly. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like. If you're going to sign Guardiola, one of those players needs to leave. And they're not going to get rid of Thiago Silva. They just signed Koulibaly and they just signed Wesley Fofana. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's really yeah. going on. Well, I'm um, seeing what's happening, but um, Gavardiol is a, you, he's one to watch as far as center backs go, for sure. He's proved himself on so many levels. Do you know where I think he would fly? Like, he would fly at somewhere like AC Milan. Like, same as, um, as, as David, right? Uh, I think he would fly at somewhere like AC Milan, like Rafael Liao. Like, if you saw Rafael Liao move to maybe, like, Manchester United and then saw, jo like, Jonathan David, like, take that role, take that spot, I think that would be a good move. Okay, okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, I get it, I get it, for sure. Like, you, you just need that middle club who is very, very good, maybe not, like... Like, I don't know. It, it's so difficult, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not a team who's... Pressure. Yeah, you just need that not as much pressure move. Like we saw it with Pogba, where he went to Juve from United, went back to United and suffered. That's good. Um, I think that, that has a lot to do with the the English media over there. Like I feel like they set expectations so no, high there. No, I don't think it's right. that. I think it's the money he cost. First of all, yes, right. but actually, if you saw his performances for Juve, they were very, very good. He was not the same player for United. Um. I think that, that for, like was, players that in general, like that's why they should go to different clubs. That maybe just because I, uh, it's yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, one bad think... season there, and it's it's hard to bounce back from. Like that, that yeah, no, that, that no, no, I agree. Apart, if you're not mentally strong, or, or you know, yeah. like the only teams that we've got, like the three teams that if a player moves to, and I go, that's a good move. Is Man City, 
if they move to Arsenal at this moment in time, That's especially, yeah. and then Liverpool. And Liverpool's still a bit of a weird one, but yeah. because of because of Klopp, I kind of have that faith right. because they've done really well. Um, I think they're the three teams in the in the Premier League who who have a very open European model of of coaching and everything. Right. right. Where Chelsea are still going through a rebuild, Manchester United are. are yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on there. Yeah, um, a bit of a couple of things. I'm gonna uh, go through these pretty quickly. We have Liverpool. Uh, they've apparently submitted an offer to Ismail Benacer from AC Milan, Algerian midfielder, who's been pretty good for them. Uh, he's one of those defensive midfielders who has who's still very good on his feet. Um, mm-hmm. he's very technical as well, which is, you know, pretty solid. Um. I think it'll be a decent move. I'm not gonna lie, for Liverpool, uh, especially because they need a bit of revamping in that midfield. I feel like, um, so that'll be interesting. Would you say he's similar to like a Thiago Alcantara? Or... Thiago is more of like a technical, technically gifted cam, while Benacer is a technically gifted DM. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he has the same passing range or vision as Thiago, though. Uh, but he's definitely a bit more defensive than Thiago and he's quicker. I think it depends on how much he gets bought for because don't forget there's also Liverpool wanting to sell up. Right. And then they also apparently want to sign Jude Bellingham. Right. So yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's yeah. Um, but again, I think he's a good player, would be a good signing. Yeah. Then we have um Frank Cassier already being linked to leaving Barca, going to former rivals um Inter. Mm-hmm. his former rivals considering he played for ac milan um right. whether that's gonna happen i don't know just because it's it's a weird one um because barca obviously we know their money issues but at the and he hasn't really performed crazy for them but at the same time they had just signed him for s- something tells me that he's only on a one-year contract though i'm not sure if i'm right on saying that so don't quote me on that but if they let him go for free at the end of the season to enter then it is what it is um We'll see. He just hasn't done it at Barca. He's adapt. He knows the the Syria, uh. So it very be, well. Yeah. So it'll be a, yeah. a it'll be a decent move for Inter for sure. And then the final one that I have uh for right now because I didn't do crazy research on transfers was uh Real Madrid apparently are eyeing Leroy Sané situation at Bayern Munich after this tournament. We'll see. <laughs> um, I always rated Sané when he was back at Man City. I heard it was a lot of like his attitude and stuff like that, or maybe he was homesick. I think Aiden told me something like that, which is why he went to Bayern, like back to Germany, I should say. Um, but I know it was also a mix of attitude. But at the same time, like he he did perform when he was at Man City, and then sometimes he would just not get played, and he's like, "Why am I not getting played if I'm performing?" But you know, Pep he yes. likes to rotate. It's Man City. Um, yeah, and it's Man City, like you said. Like, look at Mars. Mars isn't complaining. He got rotated all the time at that right wing spot, and he still put up the numbers. Right. So, um, I think for Mares, a Mares moved, like he moved from Leicester to Man City. Right. Right. Like it is an instant step up. Mares wasn't going to be a starter. He knew that because he was explained and told, "Look, you need to learn before you play." And I don't. I'm. He's not a hundred percent adopted to like Guardiola ball, if right. you know what I mean. Right. So, I think that's why Mares is quite happy. Where Leroy Sane just wanted to play. Right. 
and he just and that was it. And he wasn't really again. It was a bit like Mane, uh, a bit like Mares, where he was adapting to Guardiola ball, but not a hundred percent. Like he wasn't fully committed. So and then ended up wanting to go back to Germany. And now, unfortunately, Bayern Munich are are a bit like, what's going on? Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're gonna see a lot more transfer stuff uh pop up as the days continue and the tournament goes on. It's still early days, so that's also why we're not seeing too much. But it's also de- actually, you know, it's December, so January transfer window is right around the corner. Um, we'll definitely mm-hmm. two weeks of the World Cup left, and then two weeks until the so January we'll transfer. So definitely keep our eyes out for that. That'll be a, uh, a lot of our talking points throughout January episodes is the transfer window. Um, we'll we'll definitely be speaking about that. But um, yeah, we've covered everything uh, for today. By next time you see us. Um, I believe the quarterfinals will also be done or halfway through it uh, just because mm-hmm. of the way timing is and the way that they're trying to get through the World Cup. So when you see us next, we will most likely be talking about the obviously how the round of 16 and quarterfinals went, but we'll also talk about what we think about this uh, semifinal and final coming up. Hopefully we'll see Portugal in there for myself, uh, crossing my fingers. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know if you guys have any last minute, like little things you wanted to say. No, uh, no. Um, but I will say adios. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, like I said, next time, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more transfer stuff to be talking about. A lot. Uh, we're going to be talking about the round of 16 and quarterfinals. And then we're going to have the semifinal and final. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a special episode right after the World Cup final. So it might be a little sooner or later. I forget me and all we're talking about the timing. I think it's a, a day later because it, the final falls on a Sunday. And we want to give yes. you our instant reactions to that final. Um, So when it comes to that, so this one's going to be dropping right before the groups. St- I mean, right before the knockout round start. That one will be right after the final. So you will get a, a an episode in between talking about the round of 16 and quarterfinals, predictions for semifinals and final. And then the episode after that will be about eight days later because we're going to be waiting for um, the final. We're finished. recording on Saturday the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, that will that will be the date. So uh, we will be recording as the semifinals finish. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So we're going to be... Uh, quarterfinals, quarterfinals. Oh, as the okay. quarterfinals finish. So okay. we'll miss the round of 16 and we'll miss the quarterfinals to catch up on everything. Right. And then after that, it'll be... Um... Semifinals and final. Yeah, yeah, so that one will be us predicting the semifinals and final. And then after that, it'll be the whole the tournament will be done. It's our review on the tournament, on the final. We'll get our uh, instant reactions right after the final is done. We'll hop on and uh, record a nice little video for that. Uh and then after that, we'll see. We're going to start getting into transfer news, leagues, thing, other things, that uh, Champions League that you guys should be paying attention to or that we feel you should be paying attention to. But all right, that's it. Peace, guys. Oh, uh, very quickly. Uh, who do we think is going to be the best player of the uh, round of 16? This is the one final little tidbit. I, like, Who's going to be the standout player, do you reckon, in this round of 16? Ziyech. Danny? I know that threw Danny off, but Ziyech. Yeah, it definitely threw Danny off. Let me go for mine while he thinks. I uh, think mine's going to be uh, Jude Bellingham. Fair. Fair. I think Bellingham is one to watch out for. And Danny? 
This, this is tough. Come put me on the spot. You're one put. You're one player that you think will really stand out. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, fair enough. Leaky! That's fine, that's fine. But yeah, guys, peace. Thank you. Peace.